Posse Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. I don't have PTSD from the 49ers in the playoffs. Definitely not grassy. And today we are going to be previewing the Saturday night matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. And to help me do that, we had to make it a triple threat because... This is Aaron Rodgers' own three against the 49ers in the playoffs, so it just made sense. I just made that up right now, and I don't want to talk about it ever again. But we have the fine folks from the 49 Carrots podcast. We got Steph, we got Angie, and we're here to talk football. Thank you so much for joining. Oh, thanks hey. for having us. Yeah, okay thanks for having us. Was, was that, was, that was good. <laughs> I am, My serotonin levels are through the roof, but we are definitely going to be bringing up the 0-3 Aaron Rodgers record against the Niners in the playoffs again. I'm so sorry to break Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. funny. I just wanted to talk about the Rams Buccaneers game. I didn't want to even mention the, oh. uh, the <laughs> Aaron's. I just, <laughs> that's going to be I'm a different idiot. show. That's going to be a completely different show. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. You, you coming out, Steph. I love the the throwback like logo. We got some, we got some classic stuff. Oh, I, you know what? I didn't even, I honestly I got didn't the vintage even see the shirt. But like we got, we got look at things in the back. We got yeah. the San Francisco yeah. merch that's going. See the oh, thing. Come on, you, look at your setup. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. Both of you have like a normal person's amount of merch that is showing. This is a cry for help. Okay. Like <laughs> no, we got the hat and we got the shirt, so like it's repping. And I, like I couldn't wear a Packers shirt because then it's like, wow, okay, <laughs> well, attention much. Steph texted me and she was like, "His, I'm backstage right now. His setup is so sick." And I was like. It's going to be us one day. You know, we're just we're just baby potters. We're, we're yep. getting there. Yeah. Before we even jump into the game, like tell me a little bit and tell the folks like about the podcast, you know, when you started kind of like what you've been doing and like how you've been growing it. I, I was fortunate enough to catch you on uh, Twitter last night because it was streaming on there and I just loved the show immediately. So just like kind of tell the people like, you know, what you do. Uh, well, well, thank you for saying you liked our show. But yeah, we started actually just last February, um, right before draft season was like our first episode. And uh, really kind of in the, the 49ers podcasting landscape, there aren't a lot of women. There are a few, but um, we wanted to add to that because we love talking football. And of course, we are both women. So uh, we just wanted to kind of build a space where we could show that women can talk about football too. And so far, I think we've done that. It's been really fun. Uh, and we've actually never met in person before. So it's, yep. it's, Still it's been cool. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we have <laughs> this like awesome friendship. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have this awesome friendship that's really just um, evolved over Twitter and, you know, uh, streaming. So it's been fun. That's awesome. Hey, and like the time of COVID, you know, you, you have your internet exactly, friends. Yes. It's fine. It's fine. True. You just do a show together. You've never The only met. friends we have, right? Our internet yeah, that's all we have. That's, listen, we're at our breaking point. That's all we have at this point. Yeah. And the people I talk to online. Um, no, I appreciate you coming on. And I want to kind of talk about last year for a hot second. You know, so you guys, I think what you two years ago, you go to the Super Bowl, play against the Chiefs, come up really short. Um, we're not going to talk about what happened the game prior to that. And then heading into last year, there had to be like that kind of like, okay, we're just going to go do it again. Right. You know, like there's limitations there, but the defense is so good. Bosa's amazing. You still have a young, you know, coaching staff, what have you. And then like everybody, including the stadium goes on IR. 
like just everyone. So like, what yeah. are the emotions throughout the season there? Cause it's gotta be like, we're going to the Super Bowl. And like last year, you're just this year's Ravens. Yeah. Go ahead, Steph. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It, it hurt. It, I felt like I was on IR cause I had a broken heart, you know, like it was just, <laughs> that was just, um, it, it was just terrible scene. You know, like you said, having Super Bowl hopes because we yeah. really felt like we had a Super Bowl roster and to just pretty much it felt like the season was wasted and you know you just had to look forward to the draft which ended up being kind of exciting for 49er yeah. fans <laughs> but I think we would have all preferred to you know make a deep playoff run instead yeah um 2020 was supposed to be the revenge tour that was yep. kind of the the rallying cry for 49er fans and I think it you know, we kind of got a reality check when Nick Bosa went down. Um, that was kind of the definitive moment where it was like, oh, shit, you know, <laughs> uh, maybe this isn't going to go quite as planned. Um, and then, yeah, just throughout the year, injury after injury, they were the most injured team that season. So um, this year, it's been nice to see there have been injuries, but other sure. guys have stepped up and, you know, we're faring a lot better in 2021, uh, the 2021 season. It's that damn New Jersey turf, like going to MetLife. And that's Dude. when you just have to burn it to the ground. It's <laughs> yeah, terrible. literally it's like bomb that stadium. Just kidding. Do not. Nothing else is the happening CIA, there. But... So, I mean, like maybe it was a matter of like, yes, last year was bad for you guys. But look at both of those franchises. They're cursed to oblivion <laughs> right now. So, right. Someone, Kittle broke out a voodoo doll and was like, let's make it happen. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, they're, they're gone now. Exactly. So, it, you, you bring up this year's draft, and what a time. Because last year, it starts the talk, uh, and I, you can see like developing prior to that, but Jimmy Garoppolo, his name's getting thrown out there of like, mm, I mean, maybe he's not the guy. You make a blockbuster trade that just like blows up NFL media and you're going to go get in QB. And then for like months, it's which QB are we going to get? And 49ers fans are just like, please God, not Mac Jones. And <laughs> as this is going on, right? Like, first of all, were you surprised that the trade happened? Like, and for how much you gave away? Absolutely oh. stunned. Like, it, I mean, you can see the look on Steph's face. That's about how I looked when I heard it. Um, it's very rare for the 49ers to give up draft capital like they did. We don't see them do that a lot. Usually we're giving away our good players for draft capital. So uh, it was it was a lot. And then, like you said, like it just brought so much drama with it. And, you know, I actually have a group chat with my friends who are 49ers fans. And the, the title of the group chat is We Are Sorry, Mac Jones, because he turned out to be a pretty good quarterback. Right. So, um, yeah, it was just a, a lot it was a lot to handle because the Jimmy G conversation was already started. And then it was like, Oh, now let's argue about the quarterbacks we don't have. So it was a lot. Yeah. Even, I mean, it was pretty obvious they wanted to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, at least from the fan standpoint. Right. And at that point we were all, you know, very hopeful and excited to get a new quarterback. And I, I felt like they would be happy getting someone at 12, which I, I believe that's where they were at before the trade at 12. I would have been fine with Mac Jones at 12. Like I, sure. I would have been happy with just any serviceable quarterback who can compete <laughs> with Garoppolo at that point. So, but I was, I was completely caught off guard by that trade. And I was more caught off guard though, that they didn't, they didn't start Trey Lance at all this season. Like earlier in the season, yeah. I, I really thought, you know, they would try to start him over Garoppolo. Well, that was going to be my next question because 
there's there's these two schools of thoughts, right? Like if you draft a QB in the first round, there's the throw him into the fire, right? And just like immediately play him, build up, even if it's a terrible team and you're not going to do anything, throw him in there so he can learn and get that experience. Then there's the other school of like the Aaron Rodgers, the Patrick Mahomes, where it's like sit, right? You sit behind a veteran QB, which you had in Jimmy Garoppolo. And it seems very obvious which school Shanahan comes from. But it, it's very interesting because it's like you said, you know, Jimmy J gets hurt or what have you. You're just kind of like throwing the guy out there. And it seemed that every single time they were asked like, oh, like is, is Trey Lance going to play? Like, you know, is that going to happen? They're like, eh, maybe. Like, we'll see. And like, he, listen, he, he scored a touchdown against the Green Bay Packers. You know, he, he did earlier in the season. But yeah, what have your thoughts been like with Trey Lance? Or has he not even been like a topic of conversation because he just hasn't seen the field? Oh my God. Every single week, he's a topic of conversation. That's no exaggeration. I laughed when you said that because it's no exaggeration at all. Yeah, every week, week, every week on our podcast, we're talking about should they just start Trey Lance? Like, even though they're winning, you know, even though they're winning, we've always kind of been in the the team that thinks, you know, Trey Lance could be doing just as well. He could be also winning with maybe two picks a game, you know? So uh, it's just been kind of crazy just to give up so much um, for a quarterback and then not to be able to see him play has been interesting. And, you know, last time we played the Packers, I think fans didn't really know where the team stood on Trey Lance either. I mean, we didn't know if he was going to be coming into games a lot and and being used for, for, you know, power runs and and stuff like that. But now it's at a point where non-existent, right? Like we don't even, we don't even think about him coming in the game because they've, made yeah. it clear that that's not going to happen really unless Jimmy Garoppolo can't start. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's weird because you look at like this Saturday and we'll get into, we'll dive into the game and everything, you know, after, but you look at this Saturday, like Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt, right? The shoulder's not looking good. Like the hand is hurt. And then it's like, okay, well you have another quarterback. <laughs> like it would have been <laughs> nice. And maybe if he got some reps throughout the season, it would be less of a question mark heading into Saturday and your potential starting QB might not play. Well, see, that's what I thought when uh, he had the thumb injury leading up to the game against the Rams. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, I think uh, some of the initial reports was that it seemed like he'd be done for the rest of the year. Um, And then all of a sudden it's, Oh wait, he, he, he has a chance. He's throwing in practice. And then like, he, he, he's just the, he's that, um, I don't know the, the dream of Garoppolo starting that, that some people are, are still very adamant about It's the dream that does not die. Like (laughs) he is still going strong. And I mean, I, I don't hate the guy. Um, but yeah, I, I don't expect that we see Trey Lance at all in this game against the Packers. And there's always so much mystique and drama around Jimmy Garoppolo injuries going all the way back to his high ankle sprain last season. Like everyone was 100% convinced that that was a fake injury, you know, because he didn't want to go out there and look bad um, before the off season and ruin his trade value. Right. And so now this season uh, has a bad game. Mm, UCL tear uh, has a like really bad second half against the Cowboys. Oh, my shoulder. So it's just always (laughs) just kind of weird circumstances around his injuries that, like, I'm not being a conspiracy theorist at all here. I believe his injuries are legit, but it's just like, God, the timing, you know, <laughs> the timing. As but you like, again, pull out the tinfoil and you're just like, listen, like, oh, yeah. this is the place <laughs> to do we it. We do that all the time. Tinfoil hats all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, his shoulder looked mighty fine when he was throwing that interception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about it, Jimmy? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I understand that. And what was interesting to me is when you guys got Trey Lance, I was like, oh, crap. Because like if you have Mostert back there, like if you have a QB who could run the football and the amount of like jet sweeps that you guys do, the amount of good God pre-snap motion that you use, I'm like, this team will just run it 50 times and you'll just never know. And it'd be yeah. amazing. And you didn't really get to see a lot of that. You still run like amazing plays with like Debo and stuff like that. And Elijah Mitchell has been great for you guys. But as the season has gone on, has there been kind of like a souring on Jimmy G or is it still like, hey, like he's the starter. So go Jimmy. <laughs> I can say for us personally, we have definitely sweetened toward Jimmy Garoppolo, okay. I would say. Um, I Would you say that, Steph? Would you say I, that these past 10 games have made you more of a Jimmy believer? You know, we know that the team around him is really good, but um, what would you say, Steph? I think it's a, it's a little of both. It's uh, Part of it is you know he's going to be out there, so you might as well support him. I mean, he's still the starting quarterback of our favorite team, so ultimately we want him to be successful, right? So, I mean, we've always been somewhat sour with Jimmy Garoppolo, um, and I don't think that's going to go away. We're we're just trying to be more positive. Yeah. (laughs) Because then maybe karma will just be like, oh, they deserve. all right, you're rooting for Jimmy G. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've always wondered, like, because we only see 49ers fans arguing about this all the time, right? Like, what is uh, a Packers fan? Like, you get to watch the best quarterback in the NFL day in, day out. What do you think when you see Jimmy Garoppolo play? Well, it's funny because watching the the Cowboys game, I think, is the perfect epitome of Jimmy Garoppolo. Because you look at that (laughs) first half and you're like, wow, holy crap, like, the 49ers are good. Like, they, they, they made that push. They're going to be amazing. I'm just like, oh, crap. Like, here we go again. Like, we're going to play him in Lambeau. And then the second half happens, and he's sailing balls. He throws, like, an interception that allows the Cowboys back in the game. I'm like, I like that one. And I, <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's funny because it's about Jimmy G. It's that consistency, right? That in, like, the high-pressure situations or on a consistent basis from week to week, he doesn't always offer that consistency, which is why I imagine you're looking at another quarterback and you went and traded the world to go and get one. And I think that, you know, Trey Lance, he offers something that Jimmy G doesn't. But the problem in the way that it was managed is that you just don't know what you have in Trey Lance. Because, like, we have gone through this because we drafted Jordan Love. Like, we traded yeah. down for him. However, I think it's also different because we didn't give up the farm to get him, right? We traded, like, a fourth-round pick with the Dolphins, and we went out and we got him. So I can understand Jordan Love sitting and then learning and what have you because I actually prefer that method. But for you guys, it's like, well, if Jimmy G like blows this, he's he's not going to be on the team next year, most likely, because you'll get, you know, offers for him or what have you. It's just a matter of like, OK, I thought he'd be worked into the game plan more. And then maybe you'd see him a little bit on Saturday like you did in the first game where it's like, hey, you know, maybe he can run a naked bootleg, you know, on the goal line or what have you. Yeah. Well, you know, the whole thing with that is the the whole season, the 49ers have been trying to find their identity. Right. And it took them a yeah. while. Um, they started out three and five and we honestly didn't really think they had a shot at playoffs. Here we are in the divisional round. Um, and that's because they did find their identity. And I think Kyle Shanahan stopped toying with what if and possibilities and went back to what they're good at, which is yeah. running the ball, um, you know, short, short screens and just that West coast offense that, that they're really known for. And, and yeah. they've been doing it well just like they did in 2019 so I expect we're going to see a lot of running 
And um, I think I think that's why we don't see Trey Lance because I think Kyle just wanted to to focus on on yeah. what they can do. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan even admitted that you know in the beginning of the season, trying to work Trey Lance packages or the Trey Lance yeah. offense in was difficult for him and the team. And you you kind of see that in the way that the 49ers looked at the beginning of the season. They just looked all out of funk. Like they like Angie said, they didn't have an identity. And so I think it's for the better that. Trey Lance sits completely so they can, you know, focus on what's in front of them. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because you've gone this far on what's worked, right? And you, yeah. you made it into the playoffs. You knocked off the Cowboys on the road. And now it's a matter of, okay, well, Jimmy G's our quarterback and we'll get a real good look at Trey Lance next year. Like that's right. Yeah. Like, is, am I wrong yeah. in that, that? That's basically the assumption here. That's, that's the assumption, but you know, there's always rumors that Jimmy's going to be back next year. And we just, smile the, the dream that never <laughs> dies i'm telling you yeah well because it's it's interesting because jimmy garoppolo like you made it to the super bowl with jimmy garoppolo now granted a lot of it because that was a team was just stunning especially that defense was really really good and but, he you was know, healthy Yes, Jimmy G was healthy on top of that, you know, was playing mistake-free football, especially in the playoffs. I mean, you know, you just had to run it with Raheem Mostert a bunch of times in the NFC Championship <laughs> game. Jimmy Garoppolo had the easiest job of his life. Now, yeah. that's the thing. When the game comes down to Jimmy Garoppolo, that's when there starts to be some concerns of like, okay, don't sail this one, don't throw a costly pick, what have you. And it's funny because I look at you and I look at the Rams as a very similar football team in that if you're running the ball well, that defense – you could beat just about anybody. It's going to come down to your QB making mistakes like Stafford, you know, going into this, this postseason was throwing picks every single second, you know, and then Garoppolo, he's not as turnover, you know, based as Stafford, but that second half, I think of the Cowboys games a little worrisome. Like, how are you feeling about him coming into Lambeau? You know, like is the game in your opinion, riding on his ability to just play mistake free football? I think every game rides on that. Like <laughs> yeah. I've and I've said it, I've said it before. Um this team goes as far as Jimmy Garoppolo allows them to. And and yeah, it, it really comes down to his mistakes. I I've told Angie like at this point I expect him to throw an interception every game at this mm -hmm. point and to me it's more important of when he makes that mistake because against sure. the Cowboys that the timing of that interception could not have been worse. No, and, and, and I said this on our pod yesterday, if, if he had, if Aaron Rodgers was in that same circumstance, let's say Aaron Rodgers was on the Cowboys and, and he had that time left and he had that um, interception, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's interception thrown. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers runs away with the win. I mean, yeah. th and those are mistakes that you can't make against the Packers, against Aaron Rodgers. So, yes, I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous about this game to an extent. That being said, like, I feel good about the run game, and I think, you know, the offense is going to continue to revolve around that. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the whole reasons that it does come down to Jimmy is because – uh, from from week three to now, the 49ers are a completely different team, right? They've elevated their game on defense. I mean, sure. last time we played you, we had Josh Norman and Diamador Lenore uh, playing cornerback, right? And uh, now we have Mosley and Ambry Thomas. So that's an upgrade right there in itself. Yeah. Our our pass 
defense has we're sixth in the NFL on past defense. So that wasn't the case week three, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, on, on offense, we have Elijah Mitchell this time around. We have Debo Samuel as a running back this time around. Everything really has elevated, but Jimmy has kind of stayed the same. And so, yeah. um, you know, as long as he is good, Jimmy, first half against the Cowboys, Jimmy, and not bad, Jimmy, second half against the Cowboys, Jimmy, like, they should be fine. It's going to be a great game. I think this is the game to watch this weekend, and I won't be surprised at whoever wins. Yeah, it's fine. I'm just imagining, like, you just swap out T-shirts, like bad Jimmy and good Jimmy. You just have, like, <laughs> it's like a smiley <laughs> face and there's a frown face. It's just like, nope, there's well, bad Jimmy again. I joke all the time that this team just gaslights us. Like, they make us feel <laughs> stupid for thinking they were ever bad. Like, exactly like you said, like, sometimes Jimmy makes me feel like an idiot for thinking he's bad, and then he goes – and and throws a pick that yeah. ends up giving the Cowboys a chance to come back. It's like, oh, okay, no, you are justified in your feelings, right? So it's it's really fun to be a 49er fan. I don't know if you could tell. It sounds like it. I mean, yeah, yeah just like every day, just like, what team am I going to get? Like, which one is show up on the field? It's the same as being a woman, you know, just gaslight, <laughs> gaslight, gaslight. It's really fun. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's so much fun. Like when yeah. you're Jimmy G returning next year, you're like, yeah, <laughs> love it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this game, it's it's funny because as we talked about in the beginning, you know, everyone and their mother is just like, Tom, did you know Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 against the 49ers? And I'm like, oh, I know. I, I remember the Colin Kaepernick days very well. God. Like, very, very well. No sleeves. Same, though. Yeah, no, I remember. I, this, I, yep. Oh, I don't miss you had days. to You had to admire that, though. I mean, oh, that was, 100%. Yeah. Because like, Colin Kaepernick, like, threw, what was it, a pick six, right? Like, like one of the first plays in that uh, division. I was like, oh, yay. And then we, like, never did it again. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. the thing is, you did put me out of my misery early in the 2019 NFC Championship game because by yeah. halftime, I was like, at least I don't have to be hopeful anymore, right? Like, I can right. start getting into the seven stages of grief. I don't need to, like, have it prolong. I don't need Kevin King to, like, get called on a pass interference or a holding call. Like, I just knew halftime I could start drinking early. So yeah. that was fine. But this this year heading into this, like, yeah, there's a lot of feelings that are being stirred up. And I do have a little bit of, you know, rose-colored glasses on because – this could be the Packers revenge tour. You know, if we're able to exercise the demons here, maybe we play Brady again in the championship game, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. I am, I am very concerned though about your run game. Debo Samuel, I think is one of the most dynamic players in the NFL, not just in the NFC because the guy literally like, Oh, you want to be a running back? Here you go. Oh, you want to be an amazing wide receiver? Here you go. That's fine. So for you heading into this game, you know, what are your thoughts on, Maybe some of the 49ers weaknesses. What do you need to look out for the Packers team? You know, because I think both teams have changed since we played earlier this season. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that just as we have gotten better, you guys are are getting better um, this time around. I mean, I know you guys are having a lot of players come back. You guys are probably going to be the healthiest you've been all season. Yes. Uh, and that, quite frankly, is a little frightening to me because – you don't want to play it. You'd rather play a team not at full strength, right? That's obvious. But also you guys uh, had a bye and you're rested. And yeah. um, Aaron Rodgers didn't start week, start week 18, right? So he did for like two, a quarter. He didn't half. play it's as much. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's, he's well rested. Um, it's just, it's not going to be the same for either team. I think really we should just scratch week three and pretend like it, it doesn't even Agreed. exist because it's not the, the same two teams at all. Yeah, completely agree. 
For me, I mean, I'm I'm nervous, as I mentioned, Jimmy Garoppolo. And, of course, I mean, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> always poses a threat. No matter how many times this 49ers team has gone against Aaron Rodgers, he is equally as scary in every single matchup be- yeah. just from what he's able to accomplish. And Devontae Adams in Week 3, I know we don't want to talk too much about Week 3, but, you know, he, he absolutely wrecked our secondary in that game. And just the chemistry that those two have, um, I think, is enough to overpower a lot of good defenses. And so I'm, I'm definitely holding my breath going into this game. Uh, another issue I have with the 49ers is their special teams. It's just not that great. Luckily, though, Steph, we you found, about we've, we've yes. found another team that is worse than the 49ers in, in special teams. I'm so happy so. for you. I'm I so knew you're, I was you. hoping you were going to say that. I was like, let's go, Steph. You know what to say. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, listen, when I'm feeling down about our special teams, I just have to look just at the Packers. Look at the Packers. And, and you know, it. it's it's funny, stuff. Like, you say you're worried about Jimmy Garoppolo because we always are. It's like, um, yeah. you know, it's a side effect of being a Niner fan. But, like, not only just worried about Jimmy Garoppolo, but, like, we are going into this game with an injured Jimmy Garoppolo. And not just one injury, two injuries. So, like, this is literally David and Goliath. But um, I believe in games where Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers are considered the underdog, he's mm-hmm. 13 and 5. I mean, it's either 13 and 5 or 13 and 6. I'm not sure. But he, you know, has an outstanding winning record when when the 49ers are favored to lose. So, that gives me some hope, and I am very hopeful and confident going into this game other than Jimmy G being hurt. It just sucks. Well, that's the thing. Like, Nick Bosa was announced this evening, though he's questionable for Saturday's game because he suffered a concussion. Um, is Warner playing? I think Warner's playing. Like, he's, I know he had an ankle injury. Yeah, we think he's playing. Yeah, yeah he, he's a he was a full practice. practice. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like if Bosa's out, that completely changes the dynamic as well. I mean, oh, right? Yeah. Like, that's a total game changer. So I'm like, Okay, because last year at Lambeau in the divisional round, we lucked out. Like, we were facing an injured Aaron Donald. You know, we had Jared Goff, who, like, didn't have a finger. Like, we, you know what happened? <laughs> and it's almost similar because, like, now we have Jimmy G and, like, we're going to have a banged-up potential like Nick Bosa. Like, that definitely bodes well for the Packers. But watching that Cowboys game, it, it blows my mind. C.D. Lamb got one, like, one catch because they just <laughs> never targeted the guy. And they just didn't run the football against you. Would you say that that was, like, the Cowboys just – ineptitude because i think there was a lot of it in that game or do you like credit that to the defense and like hey you like you're not gonna be able to run the ball on us and you're also not gonna be able to get after our quarterback because you guys didn't let up a single sack yeah um i mean i i think the reason that they stopped running the ball was because the 49ers defensive line was just doing so well against it they really couldn't get anything going in that first half and they they got down um pretty quickly and so i think that's why they started throwing and when you look at the 49ers defense i feel like a lot of people think that the secondary is their weakness and you know you could say that when you compare it to the defensive line but if you know it it's kind of a trap right it's we we got teams right where they want them when when they st- stop running the ball and and yeah. so I think that's always the defense's plan and the Cowboys played into it. Yeah, good job, Cowboys. And then they Literally, ran a draw. <laughs> good job. Exactly, exactly what Steph said. I mean, I've never. I mean, I'm biased, but like I feel like 49ers are one of the best teams at stopping the run. So um, yeah. as long as they 
as long as they do that, as long as they can get to Rogers, um, I think it should be a dub. Honestly, if we can pressure Rogers, it's going to be an easy game for them. And they have been pressuring easy. shit out of quarterbacks. Oh, so okay. she said, she said okay. easy. I didn't say that. Easy now. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I've said like ten, I've said like ten different outcomes of how I think this game is going to go. I'm like. Packers are going to win. Well, maybe they'll both do good. Easy win. Let's go. Now listen, just get warmed confidence up. is great because I, I'm I'm not a little suspicious. I'm I'm, you know, I'm a little suspicious. But in yeah. terms of um, this game, I do think it's going to be a very good game. Like I don't see this being like a one sided affair. I think you know a healthy Aaron Jones plus other people. Like you know maybe we can establish the run, especially if Bosa's banged up a little bit. You know we have the quad father AJ Dillon with the amazing quads. So. I think that there's definitely opportunities there. And I think it's just Aaron Rodgers hasn't thrown an interception in two months. I mean, that guy like has just been on another planet. And I think that if he's able to get the ball out quickly, you know, against that pass rush, then maybe, you know, we'll, we'll have ourselves a good day. Um, but if you had to give kind of like a prediction, don't do like score or anything. Are we feeling, are we leaning more towards, I mean, you know, Angie obviously is just like, we're going to win 49 to nothing. No, no, but, no. I um, think it's going to be another three point game. I think it's going to be very close. I think hmm. it's going to be a three point game in my opinion. Easy win. Interesting. Now we've backpedaled hard <laughs> hey, now. So now it's said, just like. <laughs> you said the same thing I said. You said if Aaron Rodgers can get the ball out quick, you guys are going to have a good time. <laughs> it's a good day. It'll be a good day. I mean, listen, like I woke up today. It was a good day. It was a little cold, but like it was a good day. <laughs> Oh man, I yeah, you know, yeah. Like I said, I think it's gonna be a field goal game. Just I'm right. just gonna stop talking now. Steph. <laughs> what do you, what do you I, I I also think it's gonna be a very close game. It's going to come down to the very last possession, the very last seconds. Um, I think it'll be three points or less. Forty nine is obviously. Oh yeah. Well, bang, here's bang. the thing. It's funny because. Right before the 2019 NFC Championship, I had a 49ers fan on, and we said the exact <laughs> same thing. We were like, it's not going to be like it was earlier. Like, it's, it's not going to be a blowout. It's going to be such a close game. And we went home by lunch. Like, that was it. <laughs> the game was done. <laughs> I, I think I think it is going to be a very close game. Um, and I will say, you know, the 49ers, I think out of all the teams remaining, like, this is the one I didn't want to see, like, in the division round, because I think they match up really well against a lot of the teams left in the playoffs because they run the football and they have a good defense. You know, yeah, you're able yeah. to do that. I mean, look why the Rams are having success. They, they're finally running the ball, like with Sony Michelle and Cam Akers. And if you guys wind up winning this game, do you have a preferred opponent for the NFC Championship game? Like, would it be just extra sweeter to just kick the Rams' ass? <laughs> okay, I'm kind of split on this because I'm like a big proponent of facing the Rams because, I mean, obvious, ownage, six games easy, in a row win, yeah. the Niners have beat them easy win easy, easy I'm, gonna, win. <laughs> I'm just gonna um but also like the Bucks are not the Bucks right now you know they are mm. banged up if they come out of LA with a win it might be just barely and I think that the Niners could take advantage of all the injuries they have if it stays that way um until the NFC championship game so it's kind of like a toss up, but if I had to pick one, I'd rather play the Rams. Um, not only because we have ownage on them, but also it would be a home game for us at SoFi. So, 
Yeah, I mean, Stafford literally had to utilize the silent count last time and his wife went on <laughs> yeah. a podcast. It was like, it was so bad. Oh, good riddance. Good riddance, <laughs> Mrs. Stafford. Get- I love how we already hate Matt Stafford. It's like, uh, no, <laughs> no, on the Rams now. We have, yeah. a, we have a mutual feeling for that. Mm-hmm. See, I actually yeah. don't mind Matt Stafford. Like, I, Matthew, excuse me. Like, Matthew Stafford. Like, oh, yeah. I don't mind him. I always think that he's like, he's been a good player. And like, here's the thing. You suffer long enough on the Lions. Like, you deserve some good things to happen to you. They just need to stop now. Like, I, I want the good things to stop now. So, right. You made yeah. it far enough. Good you did. job. Good job. <laughs> you'll, you'll get comeback player of the year. Because, and like, I wasn't hurt. No, you played in Detroit. Like, you get comeback player of the year, you know, and, and move on with your day. <laughs> you keep playing in Detroit. That's it. <laughs> Steph, what are we, um, uh, what are I'm, we thinking? So, I'm going to say the Bucks just because that would be a very storybook. Oh. Um, storyline and going to the I know the NFL would just eat that up Brady oh, versus dude. Garoppolo all of I the would, like I montages would, I love Brady but I would it'd be great to see Garoppolo you know go head to head and, and beat him it's like you love Brady <laughs> wow I we're do. just saying things on this pod today <laughs> we're just saying things Edit we got, that out. Edit that out. We got <laughs> I love Tom Brady. <laughs> well, hold on. So Steph, you know what? Now this is so last last year in the NFC championship game. So when you're saying how much you love Tom Brady, so you were rooting for Tom Brady to beat the Green Bay Packers. hundred um, percent. Yeah, I probably was. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't Brady really, with the Bucks? I don't root like, for the Packers in anything like ever. I d- I've never oh, rooted for Tom Brady. It took 30 minutes, but there it is. I will, I there will say, it is. <laughs> against the Seahawks, only time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fair, they fair. don't they can't, they don't know how to spell playoffs right now, so that's that's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Thank God. But I've never rooted for Tom Brady my whole life as a football fan until he went to the Bucks. Because uh. like, how could you? Like everyone thought he was done. He makes it to the like I oh was rooting for him to win that Super Bowl. I'm How sorry. many rings does the guy need? Like come on <laughs> now. One like, more. Come on. That was All his right. last one, and I rooted for it. <clears throat> Great. Oh, and it was against the Chiefs. Like Listen, we're folks. not gonna root for the Chiefs. See, that's you're, fair. You're talking about storybook <laughs> endings here. It would be a fairy tale ending to destroy you in the playoffs. And you know what? An easy dubs. Like, not like we're, it's 49 nothing the other way. Disrespect us, yes. Beating Tom Brady in the NFC Championship game. Like, I here, like I don't think you folks understand. I need this. Like, after the last two years, do you know how, like, I just go to sleep at night and I just hear, oh, man, Roger sucks in the NFC Championship game, huh? Huh? Uh-huh. Like, this is, I need this. Like, this is, my emotional well-being is very much tied into this. You shouldn't be that attached. Oh, we're we're way past the point of attachment. So, but so is ours. Okay, we no, 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 Because no. Jimmy G leaves, and then you got Quattro Lance coming in next year. You'll be just <laughs> fine, okay? Like you're gonna keep a lot of those players. Aaron Rodgers gonna leave me. All right, I yeah. don't know if Jordan Love's gonna take care of me. All right, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, you make a good point. The 49ers are gonna hopefully be good for a long time. They have a lot of young talent. The future is bright. So I Great. will. I'll give you some some, Wing some future. <laughs> so you heard it here, folks. Angie's saying that she wants the Packers to just win this year's oh Super Bowl, beat the 49ers, 
and uh and then we can just move on you know what i appreciate that thank you thank you <laughs> i was gonna say go pat go but then i was like no someone's gonna like screen nope. grab that, nope. <laughs> that it just there it just got clipped right you just saying that right there go, pat, go. Sound, can we edit that out nope nope can't edit that one out but uh, no leave it in there it's fine <laughs> Uh, but folks, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate you coming on the show, talking some 49ers. Can you tell the people where they can find you and all the things that you do? Yeah. Do you want me to say it? Yeah, as always. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so you can find us on youtube.com slash stragosaurus. It's right there. That's Steph's uh, Twitter handle. Um, you can find us on Twitter by our Twitter handle, stragosaurus and rights at 49k pod. If you want to follow the podcast and you can stream us on any podcast streaming platform. So uh, if you want to support women in sports, give us a follow, give us a subscribe and give us a listen. Yes. Perfection. Yeah, and, and thanks, Tom, so much for having us. This was a yeah, blast. This, of course. This yes. was awesome. I, 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 this, was, this was a lot of fun. I wish you the best of luck next season because I can't, I can't wish you luck <laughs> next If it was like, you know, in the regular season, I'd be like, oh, yeah, good luck, like, in the following weeks. I can't do yeah. that here. But, yeah, same you to know, you. We, we get it. We get it. Yeah. But, folks, thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassley. And as always, go Pack Go. I mean, Andrew, you said it too, so. <laughs> okay, relax. Relax.